He was also strategizing with Steve Bannon and former Trump campaign spokesman Jason Miller. In late November, Eduardo Bolsonaro tweeted this video of Bannon speaking at CPAC Mexico. Look in the streets of Brazil. Look at the great patriots in Brazil that had a lot of danger to themselves have come forward in the streets of Brazil. And quite frankly, as much as I love the Bolsonaros, and Eduardo, I think, is going to speak tomorrow, and there's no better man on this globe than Eduardo Bolsonaro or his father. In Brazil, it's gone beyond the Bolsonaros. This is the people saying, no, you didn't follow the Constitution. You use these machines, you use the judiciary to shut us down in the media, and we're not going to tolerate it. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Same in the United States. You know, the people like Kerry Lake are not going to give up. And I use as a warning in the great fight that you guys have in front of you, both for the cultural issues, for the political issues and the economic issues. Once they start taking and digitizing the, the elections, once they start going to machines where you can't get paper ballot, you don't have proof of ID, you take it away from the precincts and they start to centralize it in collection centers. That's all done for one reason. That's to consistently steal elections because they know they don't have the backing of the people. Last night, Bannon posted on social media, quote, Lula stole the elections. Brazilians know this. He's been talking about Brazil for months, pushing conspiracies and calling for Bolsonaro and his supporters to not accept the results of the election. Got to start in Brazil with the Bolsonaros and the fight for freedom and the fight for sovereignty. The criminal uh, Lula, the international criminal Lula, the partner of the Chinese Communist Party, is on the cusp with the aid and assistance of the United States government and national security apparatus who brag about, you know, CIA going down there in the summer, warning the Bolsonaros, uh, the... Um, All right, Jake. enough, enough. We, I, get we, we, we get the idea. We get the uh, point. Trump's not comment on the rights in Brazil, but he expressed his support uh, for this thug several times. He took credit for helping him reach the runoff in the presidential election. Uh, Jimmy Raskin of Maryland made a direct comparison between what's happening in Brazil and Donald Trump supporters tweeting apart these fascists modeling themselves after Trump's January 6th writers must end up in the same place, prison. Uh, and, and Michael Steele, uh, this is, this is, well, first of all, if you're, if you're in Brazil, and you see fascists trying to undermine democracy in Brazil, you could be forgiven for asking, wait, how does this guy keep getting arrested? How does this guy keep getting convicted? How does this guy keep getting <laughs> sentenced? And how does this guy keep like out of jail to to export fascism and the undermining of democracy? That's that's part one of it. But part two is and I know I know you'll share my feelings as, as for me, a former Republican, but we used to be the people that praised Ronald Reagan for talking about exporting democracy, for calling the Soviet Union an evil empire. And while everybody freaked out in the West while he was saying that, we heard after uh, the Iron Curtain fell that people were whispering, you know, from prison cell to prison cell in the gulags, there is hope. There is a president who understands what what's going on and we have a chance to be liberated. That's where we used to be. Now we actually, after 240 years of exporting democracy, 
from this country, Jeffersonian democracy from this country around the world. We're now, we're through Donald Trump, we've, we've, we've got people exporting fascism, uh, election denialism, uh, hatred of the press, hatred of the courts, all the things that Bannon was saying right there and that, that the people of Brazil picked up on. Well, let's be very clear about what you say CPAC and other pro-Trump organizations are promoting. This is fascism. Mm -hmm. This is yep. the use of violence to undermine democratic outcomes. That's why CPAC goes to... Okay, morning. I'm glad morning, Mika. Welcome. It is uh, Monday, 9 January, year of our Lord, 2023. I'm glad morning, Mika, finally focused on Brazil, folks. There's been millions of people in the streets since uh right after the election and the reason is they have massive questions about that election in the military's audit backs them up you got to get some details here you got to understand exactly what's going on the people in brazil this is a spontaneous uh a, a spontaneous protest it's been going on now for almost three months and the bolsonaros are not connected with it. you can see that Bolsonaro is in the United States. He actually came out last night and condemned what went on. Uh, but the basis of this gets back to the, gets back to the preliminaries, right? The first round and then the final round. I'm going to get Tierman in here in a second. There's a world on fire and the corporate media refuses to cover it. Okay. There's a world on fire. You have a massive military combat exercise by the Chinese Communist Party, the PLA around Taiwan. Uh, over the weekend, Posobiec's going to be here for that. You've got in uh, in uh, Kiev, in um, Ukraine, where we've been told by Morning Mika since day one that Russia is about to collapse. Uh, Angus King comes back from seeing the front line, says what the war room told you ten months ago. It's like World War One, and it's World War One. And the receiving end of most of it are Ukrainian civilians. And there's some report out. Don't know if it's totally accurate or not. There's 600 Ukrainian soldiers or troops killed by uh, continued Russian bombardment. Of course, you've got Brazil. And what the morning, Joe, I'm glad they played the a piece of mine where I talked about the Chinese Communist Party. Remember, Lula's an international criminal. That's not me saying that. That's the Brazilian courts that had him in jail forever, right? He sold out his country to China, the CCP. Everybody knows that. Who's at his inauguration? Wan Shishan. Wan Shishan is Xi's hammer. This is the guy that Michael Bloomberg flew to Singapore a couple of years ago and introduced him at the Bloomberg conference in Singapore and said, this is the most powerful and most important guy in the world. He was hanging out with uh, Lula just a couple of days ago down there plotting exactly how they're essentially going to make uh, Brazil a uh, living space for resources for the Chinese Communist Party and the people in Brazil. What they want, they want answers to the audit that the constitutionally required that the military did. I got Jack Posobiec on uh, Taiwan uh, in the Ukraine. He may have some thoughts on Brazil. We got Steve Cortez, big editorial in the Washington Post this morning by two deadbeats from, guess what, the Bush administration calling for massive increased involvement in the Ukraine. A world on fire. I actually say you see in the dark valley of the 1930s right here, right? And you see exactly what is going on. We're going to explain it all to you, at least give the information, make decisions. Morning Mika failed to talk about our exercise in democracy last week. We had a great exercise in democracy where we thwarted the cartel. We could have put them out of business or at least the head of the apparatus out of business, but weren't able to pull it off uh, at the 11th hour, but got a lot of wins. 
today there's a lot of consternation of Nancy Mace, Tony Gonzalez, and some of these uh, some of these moderates are going to support the rules package. We're going to get we got Russ vote, we got Cortez, also on immigration. The Biden administration says we have an obligation. We have an obligation. You have an obligation to make more legal pathways for illegal uh, aliens to get into the country. You have an obligation. That's by Admiral John Ker- uh, Kirby, the National Security Council spokesman. So world on fire, uh, including in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We're going to get to it all day. Morning, Joe. Morning, Mika. Here's what I recommend. Take out a number two pencil and just jot down some notes. If you had followed the show closely on Brazil over the last couple of months, and if MSNBC had had the guts, you would have seen the million people in the, in the streets. Uh Matthew Tierman, I want to go back in time because this talks about democracy. Democracy only works when you have transparent, free, and fair elections. And everybody knows it, right? Joe, Joe Biden's not legitimate, totally illegitimate. And we're going to get to the bottom. I got news, newsflash. Uh, Jim Jordan's named head of the, he chairs the Judiciary Committee. He's named the subcommittee now is going to be under him on the weaponization of the U.S. government. Hello, Chris Ray. Hello, uh, Merrick Garland. Hello, Morning Mika. You got to start running interference for that one right now because Jim Jordan's coming for you. But to get to the bottom of January 6th, you got to get to the bottom of 3 November. We ought to have national, we ought to have congressional investigation and full testimony by both sides, bringing the guys and say, no, this election is fine because we've never heard on MSNBC actually batting back any of the actual facts of the case. That's going to happen in Congress. So it's a world on fire. We want the morning Mika crowd, particularly Mika, who kind of runs the show. Take out your number two pencil, get your get your paper and pad, and just jot down some notes here. Tierman, go back in time for me from the from the first round in the second round, the massive issues that you showed that they turned up in the military's constitutionally required audit, which they said they couldn't finish, sir. Uh, Well, first, great point on on the weaponization of government. We certainly see that in Brazil, but. You know, you, you went with the easy, low-hanging fruit, hello, Chris Ray. How about hello, IRS, hello, Department of Treasury, hello, EPA and Navigable Waters Act, hello, uh, Department of Education. That's where the, the weaponization of government really is, not the heavy-handed, jackbooted thugs of enforce, those with enforcement power and guns. It's the, the bureaucrats. That's what makes the state so pernicious. Uh, and Brazil has it with their courts. They live under a judicial tyranny, an autocracy of judges, who were not elected, but they were appointed by politicians. And obviously the greatest example is Lula appointed many of them, and they let him out of prison. Edson Fachin is a Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court, the STF, who signed signed him out of prison so he could run and annulled and vacated his judgments and sentences and expunged his record in violation of the public uh the public act on those who have felonies cannot run for public office uh it's it's absolutely gross what's going on there and where's morning mika and uh and joe when they talk about fascism 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 yesterday in the press conference that lula gave ad hoc in his you know uh cigar roller shirt he's a man of the people he said uh these fascists these thugs these stalinists and then he corrected himself and he said oh not stalinists just these fascists. He literally, again, told you who he was. He admires Stalin. Stalin is not a pejorative to him. It slipped out. 
It's ridiculous who these people are. It's a and Freudian. Course, it's a for, it's it's a for, it's a Freudian slip. Hang on for a second, but I got to get to this military report because this is the basis. Take me through the audit. Take me through what was constitutionally required to show the Brazilian people to make sure they had some honesty here. So obviously we watched, and you and I covered this uh, very, very deeply on a daily basis for months between the first round, leading into the first round, the first between the 28 days between the first round and the second round, and then after the second round, when immediately protests sprung up. You had the tabulation Sunday night, October 30th. You and I did an hour on, on Getter live stream, breaking it down, how anomalous it was, the down-ballot performance uncorrelated to Bolsonaro's performance, the regional districts, the states, everything. It made no sense. So the second that there are questions about the credibility of this. And there are allegations of fraud. Uh, they took the data down uh, two days after from the public site, so you couldn't scrub it. It was already obviously taken down by the uh, weaponized autists of the masses, thank God for them, so that we had material to work with to analyze. But they immediately scrubbed their own data and put it back up. So questions percolated. The military in the Constitution has a role to adjudicate separated powers disputes. This is a perfect example of one. You've got the judiciary and the electoral court, which reports the judiciary. It's a, a, a functionary of the judiciary uh, in dispute with the executive branch and the legislature. The Constitution says it's the military's role to adjudicate these disputes to maintain order. And they had a right to audit the machines, the code, and the tabulation data, and the court would not give it to them. They just ignored them. They said no. And the military put out a 65-page report saying, we have indications that there are things that are anomalous, but we can't say for certain because the court won't give us the machines, the code, and the tabulation data. That alone was the pretextual uh, uh, material needed, according to constitutional lines, to invoke Article 142. Who judges the judges? The judges violated the Constitution, violated the law. And ultimately, the military, because of corruption and traitors within the but, highest rank, yeah. not hang on, hang on for a second. The um, how many people? We're gonna go to break. But how long are these protests that MSNBC went out of their way not to cover? BBC didn't cover, CNN didn't cover, and that mark will live with them forever. How many millions of people were in the streets for weeks and weeks and weeks? These are civilians in Brazil, nothing to do with Bolsonaro. These are people saying, hey, you stole this election. We need to get these machines. How many millions of people for how many weeks, uh, Matthew, before you go to break? It's on order of magnitude in millions. It is not measured in thousands. Just in Brasilia, it's been millions. And you add this to all the cities from the big cities, uh, Rio, Sao Paulo, Belo Horizonte. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. 
Okay, welcome back. We're going to get to this battle on Capitol Hill at the bottom. I've got Russ Vogt. I've got Cortez. Cortez also got a, a lot to say about Ukraine. I'm going to get to that in a second. Jack, real quickly, because I want to go through the Brazil situation, uh, updates on social media, the Twitter platform, and w- what you're hearing about the military, sir. Well, Steve, you know, first off, I got to say, listening to that cold opening morning, Mika, I didn't realize that Stephen K. Bannon was actually responsible for the last century of coups in South America and Latin America. Apparently, uh, you know, the, the Pinochet and the helicopters, that was Bannon. I guess Ali North and the Contras. Ali North was taking the fall for Stephen K. Bannon. That was really you arming the, uh, the Contras against the Sandinistas down there in Nicaragua. But... But some of the stuff that we're seeing, and of course with Twitter, you know, it's everything with a grain of salt, fog, we're very much in a fog of war here. I've seen crazy videos of police cars crashing into crowds, driving at high speeds directly at protesters. I've seen protesters taking down riot horses and uh, riot officers that are on the horses. But But you have seen, by the way, with the... yeah, the military, but with few as few arrests as they had, given the million people or five hundred thousand or million people they've had, it looks very, like very, very few arrests. Arrest. Is the no, military the really coming in full force to to arrest people, or at least has it so far? Here's what's very interesting, Steve, because I'm seeing videos, some aerial footage, some on the ground, where it looks like the military is actually standing off from the police, and so the police are trying to come in and conduct mass arrests in these videos. And you've got military, you've even got some armored personnel carriers where they're blocking the police from going in and conducting these mass arrests overnight last night. So we're watching these videos and trying to understand what we're looking at. But it looks as yeah. though the, uh, the military is standing up to the police forces, yeah. which would be very interesting. And it tees yeah. off of what Tierman is talking about, about this constitutional role that the military plays in Brazil. Yeah. Hang on for one second. Uh, I want to go back to Tierman, and, but I want to connect dots here with what you're going to talk to us about this massive uh, military exercise in the Straits of uh, Taiwan uh, with the Chinese Communist Party. Wan Shishan, and Wan Shishan is a, um, he's the brains of the operation with Xi. She's kind of the front guy in the hammer. Wan Shishan's the hammer behind the scenes. He's the one that's got the whole strategy, one belt, one road, consolidation of the Eurasian landmass. He's been obsessed with Brazil, and he's been very close to Lula ever since Lula had all those criminal charges for the kickbacks and the graft and the corruption and all that of really selling out Brazil to the Chinese Communist Party. Everybody will tell you, and morning, Mika, Mika, honor your father. Dr. Brzezinski is one of the most brilliant strategists ever. Wan Shishan, everybody knows that's a China hand will tell you, Wan Shishan's been obsessed, Tierman and Posobic, obsessed with legitimacy, legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party. Ever since we have bifurcated Right. Uh, by narrative, the Chinese Communist Party from Lao, Beijing, the state of China and focus on the CCP. It should be not lost on anybody that McCarthy stood up there at one o'clock in the morning when he gave his speech. He says, we're going to investigate the rise of the Chinese Communist Party and particularly infiltration here in the United States of America. That's another big thing today about the select committee under Gallagher to get to the influence peddling, influence peddling in the United States. Wan Shishan has said and has told Lula, the key is legitimacy. You must show you're legitimate. This is what they're working on in, uh, in, in Beijing to convince Lao Beijing that they are not just a criminal element, that they are actually a legitimate government. Matthew Tierman, just give me the facts. Where do we stand today? And this is, a, this is why you got to get your number two pencil out, Mika. You can catch up here. We're going to give you a quick precy on what you guys willingly did not cover. 
You willingly looked away from this and you looked away from the Brazilian people. There were millions and millions, tens of millions of people in the street, working class people and particularly, wait for it, evangelical Christians that are not prepared to sit there and let a atheistic Marxist communist criminal like Lula steal the election and steal their country. Matthew Tierman. Well, we talked about it over and over for these two months, these largest manifestations in human history, at least in a constitutional republic. The revolution would not be televised unless they could use it for their globalist integrative narrative. If Article 142 was invoked, then it would be, here's a coup. Well, okay, it wasn't. Lula was inaugurated, and now you have this protest, and they can make their January 6th corollaries, and now we're seeing the dishonesty in which they're spinning further to cement their power. Lula has stated multiple times in the last few weeks about the integration of South America. He's already floated the idea of one common currency for South America, which if you thought the euro was a bad idea, putting you know southern agrarian uh, European economies like Italy and Spain together with industrialized north like Germany and Holland, that made no sense. Well, think about merging Venezuela, yeah. Argentina, Uruguay, and yeah. Brazil, all different types of economies. But that gives them the power to make the Marxist Latin American superstate that Lula has been dreaming about. It's why he created the Forum of Sao Paulo. Workers of the World Unite, this one is, big global what? land map Hang on. out of this is why this is why this is why well, this is why Wan Shi Shan, the brains of the operation in Beijing, the smartest and toughest guy they have that's doing the it's the consolidation of the Eurasian landmass. He's doing the deals with the mullahs, the output deals on oil in 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 Tehran. He's the one that's sending Shia over there. He's behind the scenes cutting the deals with our allies, Saudi Arabia, about the output deals in the Gulf Emirates. He's the one inviting uh, the head of the UAE to Beijing. He's the brains of the operation. Exactly. They see the potential for a communist super state in Latin America that totally goes against the Monroe Doctrine. Am I going too fast, Mika? We'll slow down. We'll sl- if the notes are too fast, that number two pencil, sharpen it. Get it sharp. We want to make sure you get all the notes. Don't depend on Joe. He's an airhead. We're talking to you, Dr. Brzezinski's daughter. We know you're smart enough, right? You just got to get focused. And we want MSNBC, we want CNN to go back and play the footage. Don't just play the footage for the last 24 hours. Play the footage from back after Election Day. Play the tens of millions of people in the streets. Play the – how about the indigenous people? The indigenous chiefs uh, up there saying that they would give their lives because they're sitting there, not Steve Bannon, not Matthew Tierman, not Jason Miller. Indigenous chiefs are sitting there saying they stole this election, right? And we will die and, and before they steal our country. Tierman, are those essentially direct quotes from the indigenous chiefs that have been on video everywhere, sir? Well, we went over it. They were disenfranchised. They saw that in their uh, their poor indigenous regions that historically uh, shifted toward the Marxist left, the Workers' Party, Lula, that their precincts had zero votes of their people, of their tribesmen. And they did not vote by a number of zero. Many of them voted for Bolsonaro. So they were disenfranchised. So they joined the march. They became sort of the center of action emotionally for the country in yep. these protest movements. So Chief Sereri is still in jail. He was yep. picked up after certification. He's been in compelled jail. under torture. All gonna, by, by the way, by the way, this is this is the way Lula runs. He's an atheistic Marxist. He's an out-front communist. This is, they're trying to take over all Latin America, and the CCP is their partner. This is the plan, and this is not a conspiracy theory. They talk about it. 
This is up in your grill. Hang on a second, Tierman, because I'm going to lose Basobic. I'm going to just put a pin in it. I'm going to come back to you. I got to get to the rest of the world on fire. Jack Basobic, you speak perfect Mandarin. You're a naval intelligence officer. Talk to me about Taiwan. I want to tie it to Ukraine. I got to get Cortez in here. What happened in Taiwan over the weekend, sir? Steve, a massive military exercise, one of the largest we've seen all around Taiwan Island, 28 of the most advanced fighter jets and bombers of the Chinese military, their Air Force, the People's Liberation Army Air Force, were launched as well as live fire drills from the Chinese Navy. This is how it would start, a military blockade of the island of Taiwan. They would starve them out. They would seek to extend that blockade. Look, we've run the numbers. We know that an invasion, and they know that an invasion would be highly costly. So they're going to use what? siege tactics, and they're going to dare the U.S. to get involved. They're going to dare Japan to get involved. This is exactly they're, what they would they're, do. They're and exactly by the way, this, this, is a regional, this is a regional war. They would dare the Seventh Fleet to break the uh, thing. I want to, to break the... Uh, to break the, uh, the uh, Steve, here's uh, the you thing. They surround the island with an air and naval blockade. Okay, hang on one second. CSIS, which is a big league think tank... Hold on, CSIS, the big league yeah. think tank, it's up on CNN now, uh, with Johns Hopkins, or part of Johns Hopkins. They do a report about the battle for Taiwan that's coming. They say 25 or 26. Uh, they actually say America actually wins, United States wins, but at a high cost. That high cost is two carrier battle groups at the bottom of the Straits of Taiwan. Tens of thousands of dead on both sides. Jack, how, how, when we're sliding into a kinetic war in the South China Sea and in, in the Straits of Taiwan, around Taiwan, Silicon Valley West, how uh, perceptive do you think that? Do you believe CSIS we could actually win in a fl- in a naval conflict in the Straits of Taiwan, sir? Uh, look, I, I don't like that CSIS report at all because they don't t- take into account some, a little something called the real world. And this is the problem that you get in think tank world. The United States is currently divided because we are in a hot proxy war with Russia and Ukraine right now, today. That's where we're sending our, our military assets, our intelligence assets. We're sending hundreds of billions of dollars over there. They know, Xi Jinping understands, that right now the United States is split and if he wants to make his move during this time, Brazil's on fire, so he's looking to exploit that. We're already chips all in, spending so much money into where? Ukraine to fight Russia. Now, if he wants to go and take Taiwan, you're going to risk seeing a regional conflict break out that's going to include unrestricted warfare. Cyber, GPS is going to be down, banking, finance. They're going to hit the undersea cables. They will come at us ten ways from Sunday. You think the Nord Stream, South Korea, South South Korea, South Korea and Japan will be sucked in? uh, I know this on the show yesterday. North Korea, those those missiles aren't going to be going over Japan. They're going to be going into Japan. Talk to me about Ukraine. Give me give me forty five seconds of Ukraine. I know you got to bounce. Talk to me about Ukraine. Look, the big thing about Ukraine is that with drone warfare and precision targeting that we have now, that these tanks are becoming ineffective, and so you're going back to World War One tactics. It's trench warfare, the rebirth of it. The Battle of Verdun every day is playing out along that contact line in Bakhmut, in Donetsk Oblast. That's where you're seeing these reports, potentially, of 600 entire barracks taken out. The barracks is that this, uh, being housed at this, this, this school. Of course, Ukraine's denying, Russia's saying a lot, etc. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the videos coming out of places like Solidar, the meat grinder has been turned back on. Jack, real quickly, your social media, how do people follow you today? 
Yeah, of course. Follow us at Human Events Daily. We've got the full show up. World War Taiwan. Yeah. Okay. Short break. Vote in Cortez, Ukraine, and Capitol Hill next. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kick. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Billions of dollar uh, cut to defense, which I think is a horrible idea. When you have uh, aggressive uh, Russia in Ukraine, you've got a growing threat of China in the Pacific. You know, I'm going to visit Taiwan here in a couple weeks. How am I going to look at our allies in the eye and say, I need you to increase your defense budget, Mm -hmm. but yet America is going to decrease ours? That's the dumbest. Okay, dude, uh, you got to be more sophisticated in unrestricted warfare about how we're going to fight this conflict. It can't just be continue to fund the defense industry on kinetic warfare. If we got to match up against the world on kinetic warfare, we're not going to win. We need to be smart. You got to cut the defense budget, but you need to get into unrestricted warfare. Okay, just like the CCP does. Um, Tierman and James Urher and Hull, we're going to get back to Brazil. In Brazil, just remember, one of the central tenets of these communist regimes is legitimacy, legitimacy. They have to be able to prove, given everything they're going to do to people, that they're legitimate. This is why Wan Shishan, for the last couple of years, has been kind of maniacally focused on this issue because they understand internally the CCP is quite shaky. This is what this is what the connect is with, with Lula. Lula, if you want to solve all the problems, just open up the machines. D- just go back to the report of the military in the audit, the constitutionally required audit. Look at the report, the code, the tabulator, the machines, open them up, open them up, just open them up, be transparent, let the citizens of Brazil see, just let them see. Steve Cortez, a Ukraine, uh, Gonzalez, he's not voting for the, understand the rules, we're getting into a dogfight today on Capitol Hill with our exercise in democracy last week, of which we right. had him at, at 10.30 at night, 11.30 at night, we had him exactly where we wanted him and... I don't want to talk about interventions, but people are bragging about it. Well, I'll have more about saying about that later. I said it on the John Frederick's radio show. It is what it is, but now is, the, is there a real deal? The, we also got Nancy Mace. I think I just put up on – she's on Twitter. Uh, they can't convince Nancy Mace. Gonzalez is against it. A bunch of guys against it, number one. We talk about balanced budget. We talk about uh, cutting defense. Uh, but talk to me about what's in the Washington Post. Just a random op-ed today, sir, as right. we start the week around talk about defense cuts. What's happening, sir? So brand new op-ed in the Amazon Washington Post, the Jeff Bezos Washington Post, from none other than Condoleezza Rice and Robert Gates. Condoleezza Rice, of course, Bush's national security advisor and secretary of state. Robert Gates, secretary of defense for Obama. So you really couldn't come up uh, with two better examples, Exhibit A and Exhibit B, of the failure 
of the foreign policy establishment of the United States that dragged America into constant wars that served well the defense contractors, served well the power of the Washington Beltway, but were disastrous for the world and particularly disastrous for middle America. By the way, speaking of that disaster, let me just give you quickly a few of the stats. These are from Brown University. Uh, believe it or not, for an Ivy League school, they do a very good investigation of the costs of war, both the financial and the human costs in their Watson Institute. They say that in total, the wars that were created by these two, by Condoleezza Rice and Robert Gates, who are now lecturing to us that we need to escalate Ukraine. Uh, over 7,000 Americans killed, more than that killed if you include contractors, more than double that amount of fact, but in terms of regular uniform military, over 7,000 killed. Since 9-11, 30,000 veteran suicides, 30,000 veteran suicides, and of course, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of veterans uh, who are wounded for life, whether it's physically or mentally. Our partners in the war, mainly Afghan and Iraqis who were fighting alongside us, 177,000 killed, according to Brown University. And that's not counting the hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions of civilians killed. So that is the human toll of the disastrous mistakes of Condoleezza Rice and Robert Gates. And yet they had the temerity to come to the United States and to write this op-ed before the American people and put it in the Washington Post and advocate for a massive Further escalation, forgetting about what we've already done to escalate this war, a massive further escalation. Steve, one final point on the financial cost of what we're already doing in Ukraine, even without this escalation that they're proposing. We are now spending as a country, just the United States in Ukraine, a country thousands of miles away that does not matter to us strategically nor economically. We are now spending more, significantly more than the entire defense budget of Russia our adversary in this war. We are, we are spending more than Russia is spending on what should be a regional conflict in Ukraine. It is a regional conflict. We're the ones escalating it. By the way, we're going to talk about the border. we got Benson, we got Cortez, a cartel war, all of it. Hold right there. Let me play the cold open for, uh, for uh, Russ vote and just give me a thumbs up when he's up. Go ahead and play the Bloomberg package. The focus for you, I know, is in Mexico City and for perhaps Joe Biden, but for everybody else, people want to understand what the aftermath is from the C-SPAN ratings bonanza, which has been the negotiations over the Speaker of the House. There is a question of what the ramifications are for some of the concessions that we saw from Kevin McCarthy in order to get uh, to become the House Speaker. What is the sort of projection of what this gridlock will look like, the internecine gridlock among Republicans? You could even talk to Republicans like Representative Gonzalez, who on Face the Nation over the weekend talked about the fact that C-SPAN ratings is going to continue. Even little procedural, I would call maybe the plumbing of Congress, the plumbing of democracy, electing a speaker. They're going to have a vote on the House rules. All of this usually just evaporates from the headlines and is pretty much uh, American public ignores it. Now, this is prime time, days spent on this. And the next big fight, I mean, we should note they're meeting at 10, some of these GOP leaders to discuss who's going to get top positions on committees and who's also going to staff those committees. Okay. Hang on one second. We, we, we don't have time to play this entire thing. Just talks about what the worm has been focused on for weeks in this audience. That's why it's prime time. Russ vote. Uh, we, we, let's not get, we, we'll get into the tactics later about what happened on Friday night, but where are we today? Are we going to get this rules package? The plumbing, if you want to drain the swamp, you got to get the plumbing right. Okay. So just cut with the, the, the cutesy thing to drain the swamp. This is the hard work of breaking the cartel. Do we have a chance to break it today or is it going to be voted? Is this rules package going to go through vote? 
I believe it will be. I'm not as concerned about the rules package passing because McCarthy knows that it is part and parcel of his speaker vote. There's a couple moderates out there right now saying they may vote against it. Uh, but leadership knows this has to pass. And I think that they will get it passed. They may have to work on it uh, to, to get the last few votes. But I, I, I'm confident it passed. What I'm, what I'm most interested in today is the parts that are not a part of the rules package. Most of the agreement really is not necessarily a part of the rules package. The motion to vacate, which is the kind of the vote of no confidence uh, ability going forward as part of the rules package, very critical. A lot of the 72 hours to read a bill is in there. But a lot of these things are the, are the decisions that the steering committee makes to execute the agreements to make put people on rules committee and things like that. That's where I'm focused on. And, and the quality of the people who then get those slots is, is how this is going to actually get, be a force multiplier for the, the underlying uh, underpinnings of a, a transformational agreement. And I, it's really important as well that the members themselves begin to act muscularly as if they are part of a coalition government and to make decisions based on that and not them being previously rank and file members. That's my biggest concern over the next 24 to 48 hours. You mean the 20, the 20 that stood up, you want those guys to act like they're not backbenchers, but act exactly with the the courage and the focus that they act last week, correct? Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. That's what you're hearing. And I want to make sure that the next 10 or 30, or the next 10 makes that 20 number 30 so that the, the, the size of coalition government continues to increase week in, week out. That'll make it so that the moderates get back in their lane and just ensure that they're part of their rank and file member now to make sure that they vote for what the team does and let these things play out. I love the fact that people are tuning into C-SPAN. Why? Because there's now actually something to tune into. And that's what we want. That's the def that's that's the evidence that cartel government is going away. When you have real stuff being voted, debated on the House floor, that's what we've been pushing for. That's what these guys secured. Now the implications, the manifestation of that agreement needs to be increasingly clear in the days and weeks ahead. You were the architect of this. Uh, Gates was the master tactician. It was just absolutely brilliant. We'll get into the 20 – and Politico's got a magnificent story from Rachel Bade up that I put on Getter called the 28 minutes that saved McCarthy's speakership. What happened basically around 11 o'clock on uh, on uh, Friday night that included the kind of fracas or fistfight, whatever you want to call it. I'll get into more of that later. But as the architect of this, are you happy right now with where this is? Because a lot of people are saying, hey, we had the cartel head. We listened to Russ. You got to take out the cartel first and then negotiate with who's going to really be the speaker. We got McCarthy. Are you happy? And then what has to happen to make sure it's fully executed of the quote unquote deal that's on the table, sir? Well, to be clear, we wouldn't be in this position without those 20 heroes. So they deserve all the praise for for achieving what I think is a historic agreement. And I love people who think we didn't get as far as uh, we could have. That's what makes this place. Uh, that's how you know you have a thriving grassroots MAGA movement. And I think what I'm seeing, and I can just give you the facts, what I'm seeing is that we got something that we haven't had in 60 years, which is an independent rules committee. Now, it matters a lot as to who those people are. We're going to see that in the next 24 to 48 hours. And those conservatives need to put on their shoulders the weight of being able to deliver on behalf of the country in this late hour that we find ourselves in. But the, the, the power the, is there for them. 
In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. On Big Tech. Protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're all over Getter. In fact, I think there were roughly 25,000 people watching. Uh, uh, Grace Chung and Captain Bannon had a live stream going to watch the intensity. The involvement of the live chat, I, I, I was involved, uh, obviously, in some things going on, and so I could only come dip in and out of there. But the, comment, the comments are just amazing. Go to Getter all weekend. I'm putting up news all day long that you can get the immersive experience totally free. Download it. I put stuff up, and I'm a moron, so it should be easy for you. Uh, because you're not a moron. Um, Steve Cortez. Um, and look, reasonable men can disagree. I love you like a brother. And like a brother, sometimes brothers disagree. We disagreed right. on how this was going to play last week. But right. but you did enjoy, and I think you're a big supporter of the fact that MAGA threw down hard. This is what I want to say Amen. about all the all – the, and, and, Cort- and Cortez was one of these guys. All conservative ink – Media should be ashamed of themselves, quite frankly. None of this would have happened unless you had that fight last week, and that's great for democracy. It was riveting TV. That's riveting TV, and I'd like to have the House – what I'd like to have this year is the House come together for the big topics, for the Ukraine debate, for the debate on the southern – on the invasion on the southern border. We want to hear from the Democrats. I think it would be mesmerizing TV. You get all these Democratic congressmen, the Republicans. You're fighting about the biggest issues facing the country, and a little bit comes across – it's not a parliamentary system – but at least we get the flavor of the House of Commons, which is so intense. And you'll see right. people sharpening their arguments when they know the nation's watching. I'm telling you, you put that in prime time, it'll blow other shows away. It just Steve, it's so no. gripping. We were talking about the bla- we were talking about the plumbing. We were talking about the most arcane things you could possibly talk about. Only the war has got it because you know they're steeped in this. But for the general public, what are these guys talking about? We thought this was an easy one. Think about when you get to the meat of substance. Think about when you talk about Ukraine. Think about when you talk about the Chinese Communist Party. Think about when you talk to the southern border, the Federal Reserve, the debt ceiling. Boom. The, the smart guys, the smart money knows this is the biggest issues facing us. And that's why we're populist. We like to have it all out there. And I want to hear the Democratic voice. I think you're going to hear the Democrats today on, on the rules package. I think they're going to come in hot. And by the way, 
the the majority of the Democrat Party, I think, are going to support. Hey, we can't have defense cuts because they're all bought by the, except for the the anti-war wing, they're all bought by the defense industry. Cortez, your thoughts? Yeah, listen, I, I thought that it was a wonderful week for our republic, a great week for the U.S. Congress last week. You know, we haven't seen the House act like that in that kind of principled manner, impassioned manner, probably since the 1990s, since the earliest days of the contract with America. So we had a lot of patriots who were arguing uh, passionately on principle. Uh, and came to, I think, a far better place with a far better rules proposal, assuming it passes today, far better than we had previously. So I think all sides on the Republican side uh, should be congratulated. Now, that said, we also need to realize that within the Republican caucus, even on the House side, there are some House members like Gonzalez, unfortunately, who you played this morning, who are a lot like Mitch McConnell is on the Senate side. And what I mean by that is that he is firmly a member, Gonzalez is, a, is firmly a member of the Washington Uniparty. He is fir, uh, firmly under the thumb of firms like the defense contractors uh, in favor of a globalist vision that is far more in line with the Democrats than it is Republicans. Uh, so there is still you know, a lot of work to be done, but I'm really optimistic that this House uh, and particularly this news about Jim Jordan, that this House is going to get real work done. Jim Jordan in charge of that select committee is so necessary to have um, a modern Dick. day Frank Church committee to investigate and hold accountable this parallel government. We have a parallel government right now, uh, the intelligence community of the United States that is operating that is almost totally unaccountable, certainly unelected, not chosen by the American people, um, and wields enormous power, often in conjunction with big tech, big business, corporate media. Um, all of that needs to be thoroughly investigated. Jim Jordan is the perfect person to get to the bottom of it. Let's play. Uh, absolutely. We're going to spend so much time on this, but let's get to I want to play his chalk talk right now. Talk about your personal finances audience. Here we go. Patriots, sky high inflation and rising interest rates. They are crushing working class Americans right now. Most of the blame properly belongs with the White House and Joe Biden, but a lot of it also belongs to the Republicans, particularly in the Senate, collaborationists like Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton, who helped pass the omnibus monstrosity, which is only going to make this situation worse. Now, let's get to the numbers in a chalk talk. New data out from the Census Bureau shows that over one third of Americans are using dangerous high interest credit card debt to pay for the necessities of life for the basics. Last spring, that number was only 21%. So it has risen by two thirds in just a matter of months. Here's why this is so dangerous. The interest rate on credit cards right now above 19%, the highest in almost 40 years. So if you have an average balance in America, which is unfortunately $5,000 and you're only making minimum payments, it's going to take you over 15 years to pay off that balance with a total interest cost of over $6,500. Patriots, fixing this mess is a primary task of the incoming House GOP. Let's do it. This this was the fight, and this is why you had to get the balanced budget in there, right. uh, the balanced budget plan from Russ Vote. This is the fight on debt ceiling. Ladies, these are all... Ladies and gentlemen, they're interconnected, but take it back to people's lives. This is where it manifests itself into right. everyday Americans' lives. Steve Cortez. No, Steve, listen, uh, kitchen table tangible issues. This is where the rubber meets the road, okay? And it's understandable that a, a lot of media, uh, even good media, has been very distracted between the election um, into these fights over the speakership. Let's remember the economic reality that is faced by working class Americans, and they are only getting by via credit card debt right now, Steve. And not for luxuries, uh, not for discretionary items. 
credit card debt for the essentials of life. The fact that more than one third of Americans are using credit card debt to pay for the basics with credit card debt at an almost 40 year high interest rate. This is a toxic combination. It's incredibly dangerous for our country. This inflation must be brought under control. This is where the House GOP can start to fight back fiercely against what Biden has done to this country. The created crisis of the economic calamity that he has wrought upon this country is crushing working class people. We need the House GOP. We need Speaker McCarthy to be strong, the whole caucus to be strong and hold the line on spending to get inflation under control. The debt ceiling and the spending are going to be battles that are titanic. And we're not going to wait to the summer. We've got a whole plan on that, but we'll talk about it. Short break. We're going to talk about the real crisis in sovereignty. That's in our southern border. The war, the cartel's already at war down there. Biden goes down for a goof, but Admiral Kirby gives it away. You, the American people, you, the American people, have an obligation to increase legal pathways for illegal aliens and get them in here quicker. You have an obligation according to Admiral Kirby. Cortez, Todd Benzman. We got Natalie Winters on the investigations. Zirkel and Termon are going to come back on Brazil. And we got Ben Harnwell live from the Vatican, bottom of the hour. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 